Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 206 of Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. Today, we are talking about the secret to unlocking shoulder tension. Hi, and welcome to Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. This is a podcast about what it means to be, live, and move through a lens of self kindness. We'll look at the ways self-kindness can underpin our practices in movement, mindfulness, and mindset to support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's get into the show. So what is the secret to unlocking shoulder tension? I will admit that that is a little bit of a clickbaity title. And what I'm going to share with you today is not so much a secret as it is just a few realities, I suppose. And some food for thought, which if you're new around here might be new, but if you are not new around here, it will be familiar for sure. But just applying some of these mind-body ideas specifically to that tension that can build up in our shoulders. And the reason that I'm sharing this podcast episode with you today is because on the 26th of May, I think, yes, the 26th of May, I am holding a five-day free challenge all about unlocking shoulder tension. And in that challenge, I'm going to be sharing some of the tools, techniques, and practices that I use myself and those that I share with my clients to help manage that persistent and very annoying persistent shoulder tension that so many of us experience. So we're going to dive into some of the tips today, um, and then that is going to be the experiential part. So I will pop the link in the show notes for you to sign up to join us for that. It is a, you know, follow along at your own pace kind of thing. It's email-based and just videos being dropped into your inbox each day for five days. Really simple to execute, really simple to watch, really simple to digest um, and put into practice straight away. So five tips specifically we're going to go into because I really understand how debilitating that finicky, irritating, persistent, tightness and pain even can be when we're sort of like living with it day in, day out. And it's not uncommon, right? So many people that I work with, so many people that I know, um, it is the thing that they'll be like, oh, if I could just figure out how to release this this tension, can't talk, in my shoulders, I would be so happy. So the unfortunate thing is that there is no magic wand, right? There is no magic formula that says do X and the outcome Y will be instant relief forever and ever and you are done, right? So the tips that I'm going to share with you, they do you know, require us to show up for them. They do require us to practice over time. It's not a one and done. It's not a magic wand, um, but they are very, very effective when used consistency, consistently even over time. So number one tip is to move often and with intention. So this is what we're talking about when we talk about mindful movement. It's movement that's intentional, right? Movement that we're paying attention to. And moving regularly is really important from the point of view of that mind-body or brain-body connection. Movement is an input 
into our brain. When we move our body, our brain is using that information to pick up on things like where we are in space, what our body's capable of, um, and then it kind of uses that information as an output through movement. And so we'll often hear this uh, saying of like, move it or lose it, right? And that is a little dramatic, potentially. It sounds a little dramatic. It sounds a little bit um, fear-driven, But there is some truth to this idea that if we don't move it, we lose some some capacity to do so, at least temporarily, if not permanently, right? So it's not necessarily like, well, if you don't use it for a day, then it's done. Um, But we may lose some of the clarity of that connection or some of that clarity of that relationship. And what we want to understand is that tension is so often a product of our brain making the decision that tension in our shoulders is a good idea. Now, that decision can be made for lots of different reasons, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that in one of the subsequent points. But when we have this sort of baseline belief that it's not happening by accident, right, it's not happening um, out of line, it's not happening out of turn, it's happening for a reason, that can be a really helpful way for us to get curious and to think, okay, well, what do I need, right? And so mindful movement that takes your shoulders through their full range of motion regularly, mindfully, slowly is key. This can be as simple as rolling your shoulders around in circles, getting particularly curious about like where are those circles hard to um, connect with or form? Can you pay more attention there, spend more moments in those spots? The idea is to make these movements pain-free, so we're not moving into ranges that are painful. However, we want to distinguish between sensation and pain because sometimes we'll move and we'll be like, oh, I feel things, and so we'll kind of stop and think, well, that's my, I haven't got a pain-free range of motion. But most of the time what we'll find is when we dig into that a little bit, it's sensation rather than pain. Now, there is a point where that turns into pain, but we need to sort of be able to read the read that line. And so taking your joint, your shoulder joint, through this pain-free range regularly and mindfully is one of the things that your brain needs and your body needs in order to reduce that tension over time. Now, the thing about that is that you can't just do it once, you know, on Monday in the morning before work and then hope that that's you sorted for the rest of the week. This is why I'm forever kind of going on about these little moments of pausing, these little movement snacks, these little opportunities to uh, check in with yourself because we're kind of high maintenance, right? These bodies of ours, these brains of ours, they need some attention. And so we do want to be doing this regularly. I think part of the reason that this gets tricky is because we have a – we kind of confound – the ideas of movement and exercise, we, we kind of blend them into one. And so in our mind, if I'm going to exercise, I need to do that later, right, in the right outfit, with the right tools, with the right weights and whatever. Um, and so we kind of put off all of our movement into our little bucket that says exercise. What I hope to kind of make clear in this first point is that movement can be 
separate to your exercise, right? It can be separate and distinct from exercise. And this is what I'm talking about here. It might look a lot like exercise, but the goal is to be moving, to keep that information flow between our brain and our body, to keep things moving, to allow us to feel more connected and more comfortable because that will result in, you know, greater um, ease. Now, that's not to say that you need to just sit at your desk, like rolling your shoulders on repeat. Absolutely not. Um, and there's lots of other movements, obviously, that you can do other than rolling your shoulders. Um, but it does mean that we want to be mindful of like when that tension is really creeping up, just taking a moment and being like, oh, yeah, it's been it's been a while since I've moved my body. You don't necessarily have to get up and walk away from where you are, but taking the time to move things, right? It doesn't have to just be your shoulders, moving your upper body, your torso, um, moving your head around in space, taking some breaths, all of these things count. And when we start to be in that more responsive state with our body, things really, really change. So then tip number two is to watch how you're relating to your pain and your body. Specifically in this instance, when we're talking about shoulder tension, how you're relating to your shoulders. Are you mad at your body? Are you disappointed? Are you frustrated? Do you think it's doing something that it shouldn't be doing? What would happen if you took the view that your body is benevolent? What would happen if you took the view that your body is working for you? What would happen if you took the view that your body is your ally and that you're like a team? all of this stuff matters. It can be really hard to believe those things when our body is sore and tight and doing things that we wish it wouldn't do. And yet, when we relate to those bits that hurt, when we relate to our body as a whole or as pieces that are uncomfortable as though they are out to get us, as though our body is an enemy, as though it is failing us somehow, It becomes harder to ask the question of like, what is it that I need? What is it that would be supportive? What is it that could support me in this moment? Because if the problem is your body, then all we're looking for is like the solution, right? The fix. When we know that we're working as a team, like we're working with our ally, the door opens a little further into possibility, into like real questions with real answers that might be a little confronting, right? Because sometimes the answer is going to be like, you need to take a break. And you're like, but I'm busy. Uh, I have the things to do. Um, Or the answer might be facing up to the fact that, you know, oh, I'm, you know, being really self-critical and that's helping to, you know, that's contributing to this tension that I feel. And so understanding how we relate to ourselves and our body is a key, key part to this. And it doesn't change overnight. And it is, you know, like I said about all of these tips, they're things that require us to show up for them again and again. But it is a skill that is so worthy of our time. Because when we can get out of that, what feels very much like banging your head up against a brick wall, right? Of feeling like you're at odds with yourself or at war with your body. You know, it doesn't give us very many options. So watching how you're relating, choosing to relate in a more compassionate, kind, thoughtful way, game changer. And related to that is point number three, which is that we want to trade out our stick for a carrot. 
So if we are seeing our body as a bit of an enemy, we're seeing that tension as something that shouldn't be happening, something that sort of just gives us more proof that our body is failing us, then often our approach to dealing with that will be quite punitive, right? It's like the proverbial beating yourself with a stick. It's aggressive. It's threatening. It's harsh. It's um, very black and white. It's very binary. And when we do that to ourselves, our brain is going to interpret that as a threat because it's threatening, because it's not very nice, right? And that threat perception can then lead us to feel more tension and more discomfort, both physically and emotionally, which are then going to impact each other anyway, right? So it becomes sort of like a vicious circle. And so we want to trade that stick for a carrot, and the carrot is compassion, self-compassion. We want to meet ourselves with the self-compassion that we are so worthy of rather than the punishment, the stick, the the shame, the blame, all of that, yeah? Again, one of those skills that we come back to literally daily, probably many, many times a day. It's not just one and done. I wish that I had that golden, you know, golden egg answer. But all of these things are skills that we just hone and practice over time. And that leads us to point number four, tip number four, which is to breathe. Now, how many times in your life have you had someone tell you, just breathe, just breathe, as though it's going to solve all your problems? And you know what? It's going to solve some of them for sure. What I want to talk about here around breath related to shoulder tension is twofold. One, breath is actually movement. So when we breathe, if we're breathing in a supportive way, we are getting movement in our rib cage, in our shoulders, in our organs, things are moving. And that movement is really important for supporting us to feel less tense and more at ease. What can happen though, when we're stuck at our desks all day, when we're stuck in that self-criticism, when we're stuck in the, my body is my enemy, is that the breath can get a little shallow and it can really be having very little impact on our body in terms of movement um, because it's kind of up here in your chest, right? It's uh, maybe it is moving your shoulders, but in the least supportive way, just getting your shoulders to creep closer and closer to your ears and, and really kind of overusing the muscles of the neck. So when we can pause, take that breath lower down into the base of the rib cage, breathe into the circumference of the rib cage and allow that breath to move us, that is part one of why breath is so important when it comes to shoulder tension. And part two is because the breathing itself is going to communicate with our nervous system that, hey, that threat that we think we're experiencing isn't really here, right? It's going to help us to be more agile in our responses through our nervous system because we're being intentional in saying like, it's cool. There is no tiger. We can, we can chill. And so breathing is super, super valuable, super important. And I know that you do it all the time because if you weren't, you wouldn't be listening. Um, but this is again, speaking to the value and the importance of the conscious pause, the conscious breath. We will keep breathing subconsciously. It'll just happen because it's 
controlled by our autonomic nervous system. But that's what makes it so powerful is that we can interrupt that automated system and use it to our advantage. And so taking those little 30 second, one minute, three minute pauses to use our breath to support ourselves is huge. And like, it costs you nothing, right? It takes very little time. It costs you zero dollars and it has huge um, benefits. And then final tip, tip number five is the biggest um, little uh, what's the, what do we call it when we, oh, I don't know, can't think of the word, but anyway, this is the biggest, we could drop into a hole here and talk about this for ages and perhaps we'll do a, another whole podcast episode on this. But one of the really cool things that we can do to support ourselves with shoulder tension and discomfort and that tension that just doesn't seem to go away is to learn to read our nervous system through our body and through how, the ways that we feel. So again, this is going to take time. It's going to take practice. This is going to take patience and curiosity, but your nervous system is always telling a story and it's a bit of a dance, right? There is this ability that we have to notice what we feel through our body, the tension, the discomfort, the calm, the joy, and to get curious about those feelings. I want to give you an example here. So an example might be that you're sitting there at your desk And you start to notice that like your jaw is clenched, you're really super tight through your shoulders, your belly is gripping, you kind of realize that you're like, oh, it wasn't breathing for a minute there. And you take that time, right, that moment to just be getting curious and being like, huh, I'm just sitting here at my desk and like there's this sort of storm brewing in my body. And as you take that time to pause, you might notice that, oh, in your mind, you're telling yourself about how rushed you are and that you don't have enough time and that you don't have enough support and that your body is against you and that you you know, aren't even doing a very good job at this anyway. And so you're experiencing this sort of state of um, distress, discomfort, threat mentally, and it's showing up physically in your body. So when we kind of get more skilled at this sort of pattern of noticing and responding, then we can be like, huh, that's interesting. And the situation doesn't call for this right now, right? The situation that I'm in does not call for me to be in a state of being ready to fight, fly, fly, flee, or freeze. The situation is actually pretty chill, right? Other than what what is going on in my mind. And so then we can use that information to say, okay, well, what is it that I need to feel supported? What is it that I need to feel like my current state is more aligned with what's going on? And that could be that we need to work through some stuff, you know, um, with someone, right? Some of that stuff that we're finding is just like kind of taking over our thought processes. Um, It might be that we need to get up and move. It might be that we need some water. It might be that we need some rest. It might be that we need some food. Like we can start to be curious because the thing is that there are times where it's very appropriate for our nervous system to have us on high alert. It's very appropriate for us to feel like we're ready to fight. It's very appropriate for us to feel the um, energy of that in some circumstances, but we don't want to be feeling it all the time. And so what we're looking for is agility, 
right? The ability to be flexible and to have our responses kind of meet the demands that are in front of us. And so when we get more practiced at being able to go, oh, what's happening in my body? What am I sensing? What am I noticing? What am I feeling? What am I thinking? Then we can use this allyship between ourselves and our body and our brain to help us to to be more skilled at adapting to what is true. Yeah. So like I said, that is like a whole can of worms. That's the word I was looking for. That's a whole can of worms. We might do another podcast episode on that at some point in the future, but those are the five tips that I wanted to share with you today around the secret. (laughs) It's not one secret, but it's not even really a secret, but the secret around unlocking shoulder tension. There is no magic formula. There is no one exercise that you just haven't stumbled upon yet. Although that said, I'm going to share some really cool exercises with you in the unlocking shoulder shoulder challenge that's coming up in May. So if you're keen for some exercises, absolutely sign up for that link in the show notes. Um, We are going to go through some of these movements, some of these somatic practices that will actually help to unwind the tension. The thing is though, if we're not also dealing with the way that we're thinking um, in a kind and compassionate way, then we are sort of like in a loop, right? We're in a loop of tension. You will still experience tension, even if we kind of like go and deal with all of these steps, but you'll feel so much more able to work through it and with it and relate to yourself in a more kind way when we work with these layers. Because the most uncomfortable thing is to feel like we are a victim to ourselves, right? A victim to this body that's just doing strange things and we don't understand how to how to help ourselves. And so I really want to arm you with some tools so that you feel more like you can drive that process a little bit, right? So that you're not just like, well, until I can go and get, you know, my acupuncture or my Cairo or my whatever, I'm I'm doomed. I'm stuck. I can't do anything. And I know what that feels like. I remember I was in a in a real cycle of um hands-on therapy. I was seeing a, a chiropractor who I really, really liked. Um but I was in this cycle of like, if it, once my tension got to a certain point, until I could see him and have him do this, what I felt like was like the magic trick to get rid of it, then I was I was stuck. Even though I had a lot of tools, I didn't have a lot of self compassion at the time. I had a lot of yoga tools, didn't really have as much of the somatics as I have now, and I felt like I didn't have any control, and that is a horrible feeling. And now, I mean, I don't really get very much hands-on therapy at all, but that's not necessarily the goal. I think there's a huge value, you know, there's huge value in getting hands-on therapy um, for, for lots of the same reasons that, you know, all of these points just covered. But feeling like you have some way to interrupt that pattern is huge. And to do so with, you know, kindness and, and compassion towards yourself is just the best. So they are my five tips. Let's just go over them top level. Move often and with intention. Watch how you're relating to your pain and your shoulders, your body. Trade out your stick for a carrot, a compassion carrot. Breathe and read your nervous system through your body. There are other things 
that would that you know obviously contribute one of them hands-on therapy absolutely um getting stronger absolutely so this isn't an exhaustive list of tips however they are tips that i think make all the difference and set a really awesome foundation for all the other things that can be added on so a reminder if shoulder tension is something that just like drives you bananas, please come and join me for the Unlocking Shoulder Tension Challenge. We start on the 26th of May, 2023. It is totally free. It is totally, you know, at your pace. So I will be dropping things into your inbox for a week. Um, Really simple exercises, practices, ideas. We're not going to go heaps into the theory because I want this to be more just like a here, try this and see how you go. But then there will be a live Q&A call that you can either attend live or you can, um, you know, just listen to the replay. And I will get a little bit more into the why in that. But you've also had a real good preview here where we've talked about a lot of it. So come and join me. The sign up link is in the show notes. Um, or if you're sitting at your you know, computer or your phone and it's safe to do so, you can type it in now. It's just ericaweb.com.au forward slash shoulders. All right. Until next week, friend, keep being kind to yourself and I'll talk to you again really soon. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self Kind. If you loved it, why not share it? And while you're there, take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. I'd love you to come hang out with me more too. You'll find me over on Instagram at ericaweb underscore selfkind. And you can sign up for my e-newsletter by heading to my website, ericaweb.com.au. While you're there, you can also read up more about the Self Kind Hub and other ways of working with me. Until next time, keep being kind to yourself. Bye.